Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. And for this episode, we are doing another anniversary review, this time The Breakfast Club for its 35th anniversary. And I am Peter. And I'm Mariano. And and let's see, the last one I think we did was a uh, listener request, right? We did Click. Yeah. That was actually kind of fun, not going to lie. Yeah. You know, not a great movie, but it was was fun. I mean, yeah. Was in a good movie, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> shout out to Adrian. You know he. Um, uh, uh, yo, Adrian. I, yo, Adrian. That's right. Did did he <laughs> say what he thought of the review? I know he was actually like happy. No, like, he oh, was... hey, you guys actually did it. You know. I know. Yeah, I think that was. I think that's pretty much the extent of it. I don't. I don't know if he. Uh, if they uh, had a problem with it, or they were just like whatever. So right. It sounds like they were more like whatever. Like, oh, cool. I'm glad <laughs> you guys did this. You know what I mean? Like, not not whatever. Like bad, but like. But like, oh, whatever you guys say, it's it's all good, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, you, just you guys did it. it. Hey, cool, thanks. You know. Hey, look, he he. Uh, they were able to have a discussion about crying at the end of this movie with somebody <laughs> else on Twitter. So that's, that's right. Hey, that's cool. Yeah, hey, that's yeah. cool. Uh, apparently, he found me somehow through uh, Back to the Future. You know, I don't know. If it was because I I covered the animated series on a different podcast, but uh, there there's that you know common thread there that we we both are fans of back to the future and me found the show so um, appreciate uh, your listenership adrian a little shout out to you there um the breakfast club so before we get into this movie uh what we'd like to do is revisit the weekend this came out it was 35 years ago so this is kind of cool the number one song at the time of this movie's release careless whisper by wham Nice. Do you know I am song? familiar with that are, song. Are you? Yes, okay. I am. Yes. <laughs> Anybody that saw Deadpool probably uh, is familiar oh, with this song too. That's true. It's in it's in Deadpool, but yeah, I knew that the Careless Whispers were on the dance floor way before Deadpool. Okay? Oh sure, I know. Okay, I know buddy. that reference. That's a lyric. Yes. That's yes. a lyric. <laughs> uh, before the music gets so loud, I hope yeah. we can lose this crowd. Um, yeah. So this is kind of hard to lose a crowd in a club, though. I'm just saying, you're on the dance floor. How are you, you going to lose the crowd? That means you have to get out. You have to leave. You leave. You don't lose the crowd. More like they lose you. Figuratively, you might be lost in the moment that you lose the crowd. Okay. Also, I guess my <laughs> other question would be uh, uh, whispers in the da- on the dance floor. I mean, unless, you unless the music's really out. low. <laughs> no, but the music's loud. Yeah. You, there can't be no whispering. I'm confused. The uh, title is confusing. R.I.P. George Michael. Yes, yes. Uh, the late George Michael. Um, great song. I, I have a, a brief history with this uh, particular song. The earliest I can recall back to this song was second grade when we were supposed to get into like little groups and write a poem or something. And instead, I wrote the lyrics did, to Did you plagiarize? Whisper. You plagiarized. Yes, that's the word I was looking oh. for. I plagiarized the song. You plagiarized? Careless whispers I, I in did. elementary school, and the teacher did not catch it. And not only that, she actually corrected my grammar on some oh. of the parts. <laughs> she, she didn't think, "Well, um, boy, this young Peter's got a very complicated uh, <laughs> life here. It's a little, it's oh. <laughs> a very mature young man." <laughs> oh yeah, so um, that was fun. Second grade, 
But uh, okay, so the uh, the movies that came out that same weekend, uh, there's a movie called Fast Forward. It looks like it's some kind of musical. So I know you're probably not familiar with no, that. I don't or, know that one. Uh, unless you are, you just didn't watch it. Uh, Vision Quest with Matthew Modine and Lindo Florentino. I saw that in the movie theater, my friend. I recognize I was, the cover box. I think a little too young for the concept of this particular movie. Is this uh, any? Let me see. Drama, romance, romance. It's like sport. a yeah. It's a it's a romance, but it's like a because I, I think I was in maybe barely middle school. I might have still okay. been. So there was no, I had no reason to like follow what was going on with this thing. A uh, little tidbit in that film, Madonna sings. Like he goes to like a club or whatever, and Madonna's singing on stage. Like you know how they do like, you know like uh, local performers be performing in like yeah, different yeah, yeah. bars or clubs or whatever. So he goes to this one. I'm not sure if it's a bar or a cafe or whatever, and Madonna's singing. But I can't remember what song it was. Dang it! Interesting. Yeah, was she as Madonna too, or just another artist? Uh, I. Th- you know what? To be honest with you, I I don't know because this is it's like so long. I have ago. a fuzzy memory. It was a while ago, and it was like um, you know, right around the corner from her being like. Superstar Madonna, so I'm not sure right. if she was yeah, Superstar yeah. Madonna yet. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, the Mean Season with Kurt Russell and Meryl Hemingway. Uh, that sounds familiar. I, I, I don't. I haven't seen any of these movies, and that's that's pretty much it. I'll just leave it at that. So the Mean Season, Vision Quest, and Fast Forward. Um, uh, obviously, you, yeah. No, no. I'm, I'm. I'm just remembering. I think it's um. She was singing Crazy For You. That's what it was. So she was Madonna already. And in fact, when you look at the mm. IMDb and you look at the notes. By the way, she was only there for that song, like for like a minute. But when you look at the IMDb and you see the the pictures from the filming, Madonna's right there. She oh, looks like funny. she's freaking twelve, dude. Like she, she looks oh, wow. so young there. Yeah, this is anyway. way before. Eh, maybe not way before. About about the time for uh, desperately seeking Susan. I think it's before, right? Because this is that came out in eight. This is all eighty five, right? We're talking about nineteen eighty five right now. I believe so. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, especially for this weekend and movie. Yeah. Right. Um. I had no business being like barely 12 years old watching this thing. I think you're right. Like in the movie theater with my yeah. You this must have gone my mom, with no, This is when my mom would give my sister money, my <laughs> sister and I money and be like, "Hey, go to the movie theater. It's Tuesday night. It's cheap movies for kids, whatever." And in the movie theater that we went to, the New Mission Theater, which is no longer there, this is in San Francisco. Um they don't, they, they, I don't, they didn't give a shit. They're just like, oh, sure, we'll take your money. Get in and watch fucking Friday the 13th part three or whatever, which we <laughs> did. And, um, you know, this is how, and because my sister was older and taller at the time and, you know, she can like boss me around. This is how I ended up watching the Menudo movie, which was... They had a movie? Not good. Yeah, dude. It was not good. It's not even saying how bad it is. It was really terrible. Wow. But uh, yeah, they had a movie, bro. And it was like, and I, and I saw that thing. Yep, I'm still scarred, but that's okay. We're <laughs> okay. gonna keep it moving. All right, anyway, we, we will keep it moving. Very, Madonna, very interesting. Crazy for you. Yeah, yeah. I think it's crazy. before she blew that's up. A good she, song. This, yeah, I know it's a good song actually. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, all right, so the Breakfast Club. We'll uh, get into this. Uh, I, I don't know if I really need to go into these details, but uh, I do want to obviously shout out John Hughes for writing and directing this movie. People do credit um, him, especially for being able to tap in to, I guess, the psyche of teenagers uh, because of the di- dialogue and the, the, the stories that uh, are shared in, in, in this film. Um, but Mariano, what, what is your history with this particular movie? I saw it, oh my gosh, a long time ago. Now, I don't think I saw it when it came out, but you know, it was such a big deal. The movie became like kind of a huge success. I ended up watching it maybe shortly after it came out and uh, I hated it. 
I really thought it was boring and I I was I couldn't wait to stop finish watching it and I was like why does everybody love this shit I was like not entertained at all and was like this is by far to me the worst John Hughes movie you know the best to me being uh Ferris Bueller's Day Off okay. but you know even like Uncle Buck is better to me and like uh shit even, I think he wrote Dutch that might be even better I don't know Curly Sue whatever uh just saying you know and the, the john hughes movie that i watched the most most likely i think is might be weird science okay just because i was a kid and it was you know this the whole concept of weird science is, is out there you know same um, year yeah yeah um and the least and uh th- i saw that in like 16 candles like the most and ferris bueller's day off of course but yeah this one i i remember like watching it that one time and then watching it again and still being like no not for, no i don't like this movie Interesting. So, yeah. are you still on that same boat? Do you like it any better now that uh, you know we're we're dads? I don't like it per se, but I do appreciate why it became so po- so famous and popular or whatever. Okay. Um, cause I think there's some really good performances here. You know, like watching it like from a, like years and years later, and kind of like with a critic's eye, I guess. Um, uh, you know, I always thought Emilio Estevez is a good actor. You know, overall. Yeah. But he he really kind of. That's a, I think he was the best one here on on this ensemble. Okay, and I, and I wonder, and I feel like maybe people think Judd Nelson probably had the best performance, but I didn't think it was all that great. I, I didn't my, care. My I didn't, perspective. Yeah, I didn't care for, it. I didn't care for him in, in particular. I, I like the character. I, I don't know if I, I like his casting. Uh, th- this is not a movie I grew up on. Matter of fact, uh, the funny thing is, I didn't see this movie until. Uh, Maybe not way after, yesterday? but well, the, actually, yesterday was my second time seeing the movie. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so the first time I saw this movie was actually after I had uh, seen not another teen movie. Wow! So I saw that movie first. So you didn't get the reference when you saw that. I I got maybe very few references, if any. I, I knew it took place in a library. Um, okay, there you go. <laughs> uh, and 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 check this out. I didn't even know Emilio Estevez was in it until I watched it the first time. So Anthony Michael Hall, I knew was in it. Ali Sheedy, I knew was in it. Right. Molly Ringwald. I don't think I knew Judd Nelson was in it. The first Judd Nelson movie I feel I saw was like Light It Up. He wasn't Light It Up? Yeah, he, he was a teacher. <laughs> oh, wow. Because you know he was in New Jack City. Um, You know what? Not a movie I saw. Okay. Uh, that's okay, Um, I think. <laughs> All right. We're going to keep it moving. All right. We're, we're going to correct that at some point. Mind that, that's you, a time New Jack movie City with Mick Jagger, right? No, that's, no, no. That's uh, oh shoot! Now you got me. Now you got me mixed <laughs> up. But that has the word Jack in it. But it's okay. not that. But that movie free with Jack. The, the free Jack, right? Yeah, free Jack. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's free me. Jack. Okay, it is. No, I saw that too. Also, I haven't I, seen other I, movies. I, so. I've seen way too many movies in the theater. <laughs> but I saw that one too. Uh, free Jack, by the way, also has Emilio Estevez as the lead. Oh, see, I did not know that either. Ah, look at that. Look at the connection you just made, Peter, without even trying. That's how crazy. good you are. Well, again, I put away hundreds and hundreds of movie boxes away in my time. <laughs> Maybe that's you're what like, it is. I'm just reading like, shit. And, and the ones with the word Jack, like, just stand out in your mind. You're like, at right, least you know, two of them uh, had the word Robin Jack Robin Williams in was in the movie Jack. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, Jack Frost with Michael Keaton. Sure. The movie Jack with my, uh, with uh, with uh, Robin Williams, I don't know how I feel about that movie. It was... It was weird. I don't know if I've seen the entire movie. I may not have seen the movie at all. It, it might have been just on one of those tapes okay. that we had to keep playing at Blockbuster. I often go from like, was that a good Robin Williams movie or a bad Robin Williams movie? It's kind of somewhere in between for me. Um, but anyway, New Jack City, Peter, is the film that introduces 
color me bad at the very we, we end. Talk, we talked about this, yes. I know. So I don't. I'm like a little perturbed that you have not seen New Jack City, but that's okay. Again, we may correct that at some point. Wesley in the Snipes. Yes. Okay. Wesley Snipes. Right. See, yes. I, know, I know that. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, it had Keith Sweat singing in it, man. Come on. What? Well, how can you go wrong? I, I know. I know. I know who that is. I know who that is. Um, all right, so so this movie, uh, The Breakfast Club, it, it, it people call it a quintessential teen movie, right? Uh, a school movie. Um, it, it, it's 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 in a lot of people's top whatever genre or category you want to put it in. And I feel um, I think it is very well written. I think it's actually pretty well directed too. Uh, there there's some shots I didn't take any notes or anything like that, but there's some shots I, I remember watching. I was like, oh, I, I I like the way this is framed, kind kind of thing. So. On a technical standpoint, I think it's actually a pretty well-made movie. I think the characters are all very well-written. And I think there's some very good dialogue shared between characters as well. Um, so, so, like, when people say, like, this is one of their favorite movies, I'm thinking, like, well, who's ever in a, in a, in a mood to watch, like, these broken teens? You know what I mean? I think that's probably where I come from right. you know, with it, too. Uh, you know, other than, like, every John Hughes film that I've ever watched, I'm all like, who lives like this i don't know anybody who lives in this in that neighborhood and that's goes to that school and that kind of stuff you know what i mean like every john hughes movie is just about so he definitely has an affluent uh characters you know right. when it comes you know but as far as like the, the so maybe that's what it is i don't have a connection with any of those teens neither do you know i, I mean? yeah and that's and that's where it falters for me now maybe other people saw a connection with them and that's where they're like oh this is like the quintessential teenage film or whatever um, but I will say that watching it, like, again, now, I'm with you on that. It is well-written. If there's one thing John Hughes did, I think he wrote, he, he's a pretty damn good writer, you know, when it comes to make characters. So the dialogue was really good, um, you know, and like I was saying, I think Emilio Aceves was was doing uh, a pretty damn good job acting. Um, you know, it kind of, everybody kind of did. I, I, I feel like the Judd Nelson character, I don't know, I don't know how you can play that character and make it good do you know what i mean like he's just an asshole just to be an asshole right and you kind of get a, you tap into a little bit of what makes him broken and what makes him like that but there's really no other um they don't really delve deep into what what or or judd nelson maybe didn't really put put out there what exactly is like the bare bones of this character where emilio seves at least was like he really broke it down you know what i mean like the the ex- expectations of his character and, and why he's like that. And even Ali Sheedy's character, the same thing. You know, there's a little bit of more of a psychological study of these characters where Judd Nelson, we know he's abused, but I don't, I don't know. I just feel like it didn't really fully cover who he was and that kind of cheapened the character to me. So I wasn't impressed. I'm just, okay, so ju- you're just a dick. Okay, got it. Yeah. You know? Same thing with Molly Ringwald's character too. I feel like she wasn't really fleshed out maybe as much. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that to a certain extent. Um, to kind of touch on the, 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 uh, Bender's character. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Like, I, I kind of have a hard time believing why some of these other kids are following in, in his footsteps, you know, like, uh, the smoking weed. I, I can see the appeal because it's weed, but like right. all of them are going to go, and yeah. you know? Well, especially with the reaction they're giving him right from the get go. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're not necessarily like, it's not nuanced, you know, there's no nuanced reaction to him smoking weed, like, or having weed or, you know, being a quote unquote wasteoid or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like right. in the real world, there's definitely, I think more of a, 
again, nuance to, to that kind of stuff where it's like if somebody smokes weed, maybe you will have one or two other be attracted to that and go do it with him. But everybody following the lead, his lead is, you're right, doesn't quite jive, I guess. You know, like uh, running around the hallways, everybody's following. Well, like, except except for Ali Sheedy at first. And then right. like dancing in the library. Like, you know, m- maybe kids at that age, they they like that, right? But I, I feel, I, I wonder, okay. So I do feel the story and the characters are pretty timeless. Like these could still be characters today. Okay, yeah. But, but I feel, especially with today, kids are a little bit more cliquish. As much okay. as as woke as they want to seem, and say that they're all very, um, or inclusive, inclusive. Thank you. Th- this the other thing is like there's no minorities in this, and I feel if there oh, was yeah. an Asian in this one, it would be like the dude from it would be stereotyped. Su- it would be like the candles. Sixteen Candles. Yeah, it, it would be no, just it like would that. Be, yeah, it would be that. Yeah, and uh, that's why you know you you mentioned Weird Science. I covered that. Shout out to Carly who was the guest on that one. Uh, I also reviewed Real uh, Real Genius, which in that one no stereotypes. There there are Asians in there, and guess what? They're just regular people. Right. You know, there's no broken English, and you know, made to be poked yep. fun of. Mm-hmm. So yep. I do appreciate him maybe not having an Asian to be like that. In, in, to in to have like you mean a very stereotypical name. Yes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And uh, uh, that that just being like the tip of the iceberg for it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, and that's the other thing about me not not relating to the to the characters. And even though, again, I there's movies that I enjoy that John Hughes has done. I can't relate. I actually can't relate to any of the characters. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. It's a very affluent white world. That's kind of what he always writes about. It's like, and I don't know if that's where he came from. And he's just writing like how he grew up or whatever. But even like to me, and like for instance, 16 Candles. She's having a miserable day because it's her birthday and people have forgotten. Her whole family forgot her birthday. Right. And she's miserable, blah, blah, blah. But have you seen where she lives? <laughs> you know what I mean? So to me, I'm all like, well, shit, you got everything you want here. You don't, you know, fuck your birthday. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, whatever, you know, that's how I would see it. You know, just like whatever angst they're going through. I'm like, yeah, you have angst and all, but you know what? At least you have like legit uh, path set for you to like succeed as opposed to, you know, like where I came from, where you don't necessarily have that, you know, access to shit. So that's kind of how I would see it. You know what I mean? So I can't relate you know, so I would see something like a Ferris Bueller's Day Off as just entertainment. Like, oh, this dude is smart. He's got connections left and right. Everybody loves this dude. And he's like, you know, basically uh, outplaying the principal or the vice principal. Right. And the whole and shenanigans ensue because it took a day out. So that like to me, I'm like, oh, that's just like a goofy movie that's like out there. It's not, you know, there's no it's not based on reality whatsoever. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, that's kind of yeah. how I see see his movies for the most part. Yeah, for this one, like, um, I, I get it. They all bond and they, it, it's very convenient that it's like these group all come from a very similar home with these expectations from their parents, whether it's a, uh, physical abuse or emotional abuse. They're, they're all going through something and they can all empathize with one another. For me, like, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, let me think back to, you know, my, my teenage days. Okay. You know, there, there was some, Emotional abuse as well. Physical abuse was a little bit uh, when I was a little bit younger. Times have obviously changed since then. But then I I look at my relationship with my oldest, who is now 19, but we have a great relationship. I I don't think my son would ever be in detention be like, oh, yeah, fuck my parents and, you know, X, Y, and Z. So that would have been nice to have seen at least maybe one character be like, you know, it's not like that at, at, at all. 
Yeah, you know, you know what's interesting is that even when uh, for all the crap, whenever I got in trouble in school or whatever I did, I never would say fuck my parents. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, my mom or whatever. Never. Even not never. You know what I mean? Like, and you not think saying it's that a cultural thing. I wonder if that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is because I would never. You know, what's the running joke, right? White kids like tell their moms to fuck fuck off or whatever. Yeah. Fuck you, mom. I do what I want, kind of shit. Like, and to me, I'm like, and I've seen that in my life with my own eyes. I've seen like, as a teenager myself, at at some points in my life, seeing like kids tell their moms to fuck off, and I'm like, oh, why you talk to your mom like that? You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like, I don't understand that. That makes no sense to me. Yeah. I know that's a running joke or whatever, but to me, yeah. I, I could never like curse my mom out. That's same. fucking ridiculous you know what i mean like never so yeah maybe that's another layer of things you, i cannot relate to you know what i mean like and not saying that any kind of abuse is terribly like i you know i've suffered like from emotional abuse as a kid you know through through my dad or whatever but it's like that i don't know i still wouldn't say fuck you to my dad i might think it <laughs> right but sure. you know again uh with my relationship with him you know it was resolved as an adult though, you know what I mean? So that's another story. But the whole thing is, I, I, it's, I don't know. I just feel like there are things in these films that in this film in particular that I just can't connect to. And so I cannot even feel like this is like a good film for, from that, like an entertaining film for me. But like you were saying, technically the, the framing there was some really good framing. Sometimes the editing wasn't the, the best, but there was some really good, some good edits in here and there, here and there. And dialogue, the dialogue and the delivery of the actors was was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it, I, I I agree with that as well. Like well, one of the scenes that I really like uh, because I think it's so powerful is uh, Paul Gleason who plays the assistant principal Vernon, which um, I feel was also the basis for I'm forgetting the character and the actor's name actually. Uh, crap from um, uh, Ready Player One. You know the the antagonist in that one looked very much like. Principal oh, Vernon. I know he's talking about. You know, yeah, yeah, the suit and, and everything. Yep. Uh, he he's in like Star Wars and stuff. Um, yeah, he's everywhere. But uh, the that scene actor. where he takes uh, Bender into the office, you know, to uh, keep him away from his peers, so that way he doesn't have like you know, I guess lack of a better word, like he doesn't have the power. You know, he's kind of by himself now. And then the way Vernon just goes at him and undresses him uh, verbally, and you, we had just found out that Bender, you know, gets um, uh, you know. The, the, uh, what it's like at home with his dad and stuff so we can see him revert to that and and not talking back at this point because like he's hearing the shouting and stuff so that's that you know the um emotional abuse that that he's kind of used to but i think the reaction on uh judd nelson's face like i i remember the first time i watched it like i i, I had a hard time reading his character like how is he re- uh what's his reception like to being chewed out basically right and then upon this rewatch i'm like okay there's a little like um mental like emotional play here with 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 the with the principal assistant principal and that's that's why he's not saying anything back at this point you know and uh, all the power is um with the assistant principal where he even closes his eyes and you know go ahead hit me you know and, right. and i i kind of forgot how that played out honestly like it being my second time watch there were things that i completely forgot about so it was almost like a new watch for me you know, there were very few beats that I, that I kind of remembered. Um, the other thing, like, w- with this being movie so beloved, like, I only know the one song, don't you? You know, like, I, I don't recognize any of the other songs playing in here. Right. E- even the montage of them dancing, that was not familiar to me at all. 
And I'm actually surprised that there, at least to me, there were no other songs that people associate with this movie. Right. Yeah, I can't remember any of them, to be honest. I can't think of it right now. But that song is so, like, tied to this movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it really that, is. Uh, Simple Mind song. Um, it's not It's not their best song. <laughs> <laughs> well, in my opinion, anyway. But uh, but it's, like, the one that get, got played so much because it was so tied to the film. I guess the other thing, you know, I feel like I'm with... Okay, maybe I do relate with one character. Carl. Carl, the maintenance guy or the, the guy who cleans up after these fuckers. The janitor, like, yeah. Dude, he's like... I'm like, feel, I felt for him, I felt him, I should say, when he was having that conversation with the vice principal, like, basically, like, he's he was freaking, like, letting him know what's up, right? He was letting him know, dude. The kids didn't you change. Changed. Yeah, the kids you changed. Yeah. You changed. You changed. You know, you. Mine. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Carl dropping bars here, man. Because he yep. was like, you're forgotten, basically, what you were. You know what I mean? And when you, and we were just talking about just, not a few, just a few minutes ago, you mentioned, like, clickish or whatever it's always been clickish yeah it's it doesn't matter you know things change as we go along you know generation generation but it's always been like that so and and just you know when i think about like when i was a teenager it's like well what's different you know people are like oh these kids are wild today whatever my motherfuckers were wild back then too shit was happening back then you know all the shenanigans and you know legal and illegal people were getting into you know that it's a wonder not everybody ended up like hurt or in jail or whatever do you know what i mean it's just I don't know. I, so, Carl, I felt was more like a character that's more down to earth because because when you even you look at the vice principal's actions, it's like, dude, why do you even care? I don't. Right. What, why? Yeah. Why are you spending your Saturday getting pissed off at these kids for basically being kids at you know acting up or whatever? Do you know what I mean? Like, right. You got to give detention, and you're doing that every Saturday. I'm like, you literally are doing detention every Saturday. Why the fuck would you do that? Are you right. getting paid extra for this? Because I don't, I don't think that's how it works, man. I'm like, why are you so like bent out of shape when it comes to like these kids just being dicks or whatever? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this uh, shit. Let's explore that a little bit more. Like, wh- yeah. why why are you gonna put yourself, you know, through the next two months having to deal with Bender? Exactly. Why would you do that? Yeah, I mean, I do like this movie, and it's it's created a trope, right, with these uh, clickish kids where they bond together. And the story goes, like, what's going to happen that following Monday? Are they going to go right. back and, and go back to their cliques? Are, are they still going to, you know, uh, be friends? Like, hey, right. I, I just spent a Saturday smoking weed with Bender. You know, is, is right. Claire going to start dating Bender now? You, you know, like, what what happens after you, this movie? Do you feel they earned that? That they earned Claire with Bender and then Allison's, Ali Shitty's Oh, uh, yeah, name, Allison, right. right. And uh, I forget Emilio Steves is a uh, character's name. A- Andrew, Andrew, right? So them two together, and that how you do like a quick two minute uh, makeover, and all of a sudden Allison's a whole different person. And now, hey, hey, we we covered it on she's all that. <laughs> 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 if you love just... that movie, don't listen to the review. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and I am a Freddie Prince fan, Freddie uh, Prince Junior fan, but yeah, don't listen to that review. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I did not feel that it was earned uh, between Claire and uh, John Bender. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the Alice Sheedy thing, I'm like, when did we even think that she had interest in, in Andrew? Right. Yeah. I think she had interest in anybody, you know? It was, it was a sweet moment. 
but you know obviously like critiquing the movie you're just like wait, wait a minute now the the emo girl who was like scratching dandruff out of her hair and like onto the table she's she's very artistically talented yeah exactly <laughs> you right. know but but yeah she's also like the weird girl who um honestly i i, I don't know if they gave her much more makeup than she was wearing if anything it was the, the biggest change was the hair and i yeah, actually kind of outfit. preferred her i preferred her before the, yeah. the makeup her yeah she's, actually yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. The I, emo look was looking. I always good felt for like her, that was shoehorned in, in, right? I mean, I just felt like that was like just oh, we have to put them together somehow. Like, there's no reason for that. They could have just been like, well, the the main, I think, the thing that had the most substance was, are you going to say hi to me in the hallway, or are you going to talk to me when we, when I see you, or are you going to completely ignore me, or like say hi and then make fun, like you know, like they were having the whole conversation, right? Like, or and then basically like talk shit about me, like when I walk away, kind of thing, right? And your friend's laughing because it's a joke or whatever because you're popular and I'm not. That's the real thing here. It's like, are you going to actually be friends after this or say that was just one Saturday we spent together that we had to kind of spend together? Right. You know? So so Andrew, the the athlete, um, you know, we're assuming that athletes are the popular, you know, part of the popular crew. Right. He starts dating Allison and it's like, well, how many people have actually sat in the cafeteria and watched her put cereal in her sandwich you know right. it is is one day one afternoon with allison is that gonna change andrew's opinion on her you know is he gonna go back to what the jocks possibly think of her as like the really weird girl throwing right. baloney up on this you know little statue or whatever <laughs> that was <laughs> that was that was i think pimento loaf oh, which is disgusting okay. Oh God! How how di- I mean how different is it from bologna? It's like it's bologna with some bullshit on uh, in it, like uh. that circular stuff in there, like some like uh, olive, like olive, and like some like weird carrot. It's it's weird, dude. Okay, it's weird. I I've had it. It's shit is disgusting. Uh, also, let's not forget. And here's the thing that that I that gets me and 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 I remember this scene in particular is that Bender like sexually uh, assaults uh, Claire. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Calls it an accident or whatever. But he, she, and you can read it in 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 Claire's face. You know how it's played by Molly Ringwald. That she was definitely completely put off by that. Do you know what I mean? You can see it. You can read it in her face that this dude violated her her person. Do you know? Uh-huh. Um. And so I, I don't know. I just I don't think the thing was earned between them or the other one. I don't think they should. But then in any and this is the eighties and this has been going on for fucking ever. But any kind of these movies, they always got to, like, hook somebody up. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, you really, you literally couldn't, you could have done it without having anybody hook up at all and still be getting your message across. Again, being like, it's just changing us as people or are we still going to go back to our old ways? Now, the, the situation, are you talking about the, the, the scene where he was under under the table? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, um, you know, for... We're we're to understand that that she's a, a virgin, right? And it sounds like she's actually embarrassed having that bit of news out. So, spending a day with Bender and what he had just done is that supposed to make things okay? It's it, yes, it, like what are we saying here, right? Yeah. So, you know, what what is the message here that we are right. telling the teens? I, I don't know what you know. Was it the egg or the chicken? Right? Did John Hughes kind of create certain stereotypes because of this movie? You know, hmm. we're kids kind of close to it and like, okay, well, this is like me. And, oh, 
vendor is doing this, this that that must be okay or I don't know. Right. De- definitely some questions. Um, the movie, like I, I can see why people like it. Uh, I um, I I liked this watch. I didn't think it was a waste of time or anything. It's, it's it was like a little over an hour and a half. It's really not that yeah, long. Yeah, like one forty, right? One thirty yeah. or something like that. You know, it, it's kind of fun or whatever. But uh, in terms of like the message and, and and all of that, and I know we're talking about an eighties movie. Um, like I, I don't know what we're trying to tell the kids here, you know. Other than right. like, I mean, it also it's like rated R. I mean, I know times are different now. Now they're a little bit more strict with you know checking ID and such. But back then, I'm sure you could have just walked in this movie just fine. You know, we got half the Brack Pat. Did there. I mention I went to see Vision Quest in the movie theater? <laughs> yes, yes, you did. And fr- and Friday the Thirteenth and like multiple other films that were definitely rated R. They could give and I, I was like between the ages of like. 10 to 14 and my sister was just a year and a half older than me so you're right peter <laughs> they didn't give a shit they probably let anybody in to watch the movie yeah i i don't even think it's let me see like it doesn't even need to be rated r uh just because like the the content all that stuff is in like PG language movies yeah i mean yeah and, that's and, the only reason i can think of is language i mean that because you're right there's some context use. but yeah but definitely like oh drug use yeah that too yeah different times but um yeah, I, I think, you know, if this movie was like, I mean, I, th- this movie has been basically remade and, and repurposed in, in other movies and stuff. Um, I I think there is some relatability for a lot of people. And that's why people do like this movie and, and, and the story. I, I'd recommend it. I, I think it is worth a watch. Just, um, you know, kind of a bit of a character study on, on all these teens. But I I think, I don't know, I think making Bender the lead was maybe not the right choice. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I read that Emilio Estevez was supposed to be Bender. That's what he was going to be initially. I, I feel like I might have read and, that like a long time ago. but And they they switched, uh, or John Hughes switched them after they already, I think they already had it, that like he was going to play Bender. and Or maybe it was Emilio's, like, maybe it was his idea to have uh, Judd Nelson be the one. I, I, can't, I can't remember exactly what I read, but he was supposed to play him. So I wonder how he would have played him, you know, like how that would have worked out. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I thought everybody did pretty good. Um, you know, a lot of them were pretty young around this time mm-hmm. too. That That's the other thing. Uh, Molly Ringwald and Anthony Michael Hall were young. They were both teenagers. Right. I think she was just shy of 17 and he was 16. But um, the others were all in their 20s. Okay. With Judd, Judd Nelson being 48 at the time. <laughs> yeah, right. 47. <laughs> this this came out in February, so, you know, he hadn't turned. Um, but, yeah, okay, all right. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of our thoughts. Like, was there any other scenes, um, you know, that stuck out to you that you really liked or maybe something was uh, completely cringy or not necessarily needed? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there were cuts that were made, but I thought this actually was a pretty well-paced movie, too. All things considered. Oh, they kept... I think they had to keep the pace like this. Any longer would have been even worse. Like, as far as... Because it is straight up just character study, right? Yeah. They put them in one room. There's not really much setting change here and there throughout the school, maybe. But overall, it's just a study on them. So, it's all... So, the dialogue has to be crisp and it has to move. And I think if you don't... If you make this movie any longer, then how how are you going to incorporate the dialogue to make it make sense or have it not drag? Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I I feel like um, when when they finally started being real with each other, 
that's probably the moment where the film to me stood out you know like i felt like okay the dialogue's good everything you know like again like the direction i think was really good um i i, I think this movie's worth watching just for that on a technical standpoint yeah but the time that it really stood up the, the movie really stood out was when they finally were real with each other you know and why they were there um so that i like that scene yeah yeah i agree uh, all right, so I pulled up uh, IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes, and the, the scores are they're kind of close, but they are not as close as you would think. But IMDb has it uh, average rating of seven point nine out of ten, pretty high. But which is even higher is Rotten Tomatoes has it fresh at eighty nine percent. Holy shit! That's a bit of a surprise to me, but I'm surprised su- by surprised, that. Surprise, not surprised, but yeah, you, you got a matter of almost you know ten percent there if you're look, looking at it as percentage wise. Um, I don't know. I think 89% is pretty high for me. That's I, too high. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sure people love it. But, you know, we kind of gave our reasons why. But uh, 7.9, you know what? I'll give it that if, if I want to choose one of the ratings. Hmm. I mean, I would give it a 7 out of 10. That's still pretty good, too. I mean, it's above I mean, that's average. average. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, from a critical standpoint, I would give it a 7 out of 10. But to be honest, I don't want to watch this movie again. But this yeah. is my personal thing, you know. And again, I've never liked this movie ever. So. Yeah. I'm like, uh, you know, and but you know, again, watching it again, like just seeing the character study, I think that's being the main, the main thing, right? I think so. Yeah. So I know I'm all like, oh, you're shitting on the movie, but you're giving it a seven out of ten. That's not really the case. I'm like, there's, there's some, there's certain, I think, I guess it's the word gravitas when it comes to some of these characters, like in the performances. Yeah. Um, there, there's some heavy, some heavy hitting here, you know. Uh, I and I can feel that. I can see that's why it's a became the big deal that it did, you know. Uh, but I just never was it. I was never. I was never here for it. Yeah, it, you know, like some of the things where you're just like, "Oh, Claire should be a stronger character. Why are you letting a a man speak for you?" You know, mm-hmm. like like an Andrew and, mm-hmm. and or or Claire. Why are you allowing Bender to say these things to you? You know, he was things, like manipulating. He was gaslighting yeah. everybody the whole time. You know, the whole right. time he was he was pulling that whole bullshit instigation uh, uh, where he would say something and then be like, "That's not what I said. I said this," and it just but completely manipulating the conversation just and again what I, I don't know it's just i he, he was an unlike un, un, to me an unlikable character in more ways than him not being likable do you know what i mean yeah so it wasn't even a matter of i understand cer- certain characters that are supposed to be like the heel you know that are going to be like assholes or whatever and there's some certain motivation for him but to me i just felt like his character bender was just a i don't know it's just not not likable all the way around so yeah yeah i agree with that um if you guys do want to watch this but only have like three minutes just watch the clip from not another teen movie <laughs> so i sent you that sums clip. It up that sums it up right i sent you the clip what did you think uh it wasn't good you didn't like the clip <laughs> i don't i don't now i don't want to watch not another teen movie <laughs> so uh, like, yeah, I'm, I'm i'm convinced i'm not gonna watch that now <laughs> yeah i um I, I haven't i haven't seen the whole thing in a while but i do remember liking it and I, I think they got that entire movie down in three minutes, you know. Pretty it, much. It, That's it, pretty much the it's, movie, It's right. a parody. It's a parody, yeah. you know. So yeah. uh, that was hilarious. Uh, there's a Wang Chung reference, which um, they, um, there's a Wang Chung song on the soundtrack as well. Uh, obviously, they bring back Paul Gleason to reprise that same character, which was funny. Right. Um, three characters instead of, what, five? Six? Right. Five? Six? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I I, I, th- I thought it was funny. So I, I guess it's not for everybody. I, I thought you would get a good chuckle out of that, honestly. <laughs> nah, not for me. It's kind of okay. hacky. That, 
but that's me. He's too I'm, close I'm to picky. Breakfast Club. You're not a big fan of Breakfast Club, yeah. so maybe yeah, you didn't you like go. that. That's probably that's what, what it is. is. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, any last thoughts before we wrap this up? Uh, no. I uh, hope I didn't, you know, rain on anybody's parade, I guess. Yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think we were both entirely positive with this movie. but I feel uh, like I'm like, man, let's find something that we can be, like, happy about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll look for something. We'll find something. So if you guys want to make a case uh, and tweet at us, Mariano, where can they find you uh, for such a thing? On Twitter, at Papa Elefante. That's at P-A-P-A-E-L-E-F-A-N-T-E. And for me, you can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Podstalgic. Uh Don't know what's coming up yet because it is a new month. We got to uh, see what anniversaries are coming up. Or maybe we'll just throw on something that we know we can be a little bit more positive on. Uh, we'll see. Maybe we'll uh, make Peter watch New Jack City. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll we see might we'll uh, eventually. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we will <laughs> definitely see. Uh, so, yeah, I want to thank you guys for your continued support, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Won't you come see about me? I'll be alone. Dancing, you know it, baby. Tell me your troubles and doubts. Giving me everything inside and out and Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.